Morning, Ro. Good. Hold on. Morning. How are you? <laughs> Good. I was just saying to Jane, she looks very grown up. She's got a wine rack and a plant in the background of her Zoom today. It looks like one of those, uh, you know, those fake backgrounds that like the stock backgrounds on Zoom of like an office. Yeah, you look very grown up. Um, Jane is grown up because she got a new car this week. Beep, beep. <laughs> I got my first car this week. Yes. I don't know how to drive it yet. No, do you know what? Last, yesterday I drove all around Rathfarnham and all the way home. Flying. I feel like you're 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 a natural driver. I haven't been in the car with you, but I feel like you're natural. And I know this is very strange. The reason I think this is because Jane's like good at video games and like yeah. coordination. And like I feel like you've been driving on video games for years, and I feel like you just have an understanding of it that like when I started, I had no clue. Well, it's funny that you say that because um after my first driving lesson, I um went on Grand Theft Auto, stole a car. And put it in like um like dashboard view, so it's like you're in the car, which you would yeah. never play Grand Theft Auto on, but it's fun to do. And I just drove like normal around, practicing corners and stuff. Oh my god, that's so. Um, no, it's uh, I I think I'm not stressed about it, and I think that's the main thing. Like I'm like, oh, this is actually way easier than I thought it ever would be. But one thing that I am still trying to get the grips of is the controls. I think once I I'm much better now, you know the kind of the timing of the clutch and the brake and the blah, blah, blah. I think once I have that down, I'm, I've absolutely no worry whatsoever about like, like cause I've been cycling for so long that like, I know the rules to road. I know timing, I know turns and you know. Yeah, from cycling, you've learned so much. Yeah, so uh, very exciting. Bought a little few fiesta. I'm, um, I'm, I'm open to names. Can I ask you a question? What about Fifi? No. What? No, that's terrible. Fifi. No, I had a cat called Phoebe. Oh, yeah. Can I give you the options? Yes. I had a few uh, suggestions. One was Janine. No, not a Janine. Um, also, it could be a boy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a girl, but I'm leaning towards... I, I get a female energy from her. Um, so, uh, one. who do you think of when I say Selena? Selena? Yeah. You know what? I've had to... I'm not thinking, I know, are you thinking I'm going to think Selena Gomez? Yeah. I wasn't. Good. That's what I want to know because I picture Selena, the 90s um, pop star who was very sadly shot, but more specifically, know it, Jennifer Lopez playing Selena in the 1997 movie about her life. I don't know what you're talking about. Selena, the singer. I, that's not, not, no, don't know who that is, Jane. What? No, let's get loud. Let's get love. Yeah, J-Lo, uh, I think it was that song J-Lo covered. J-Lo played her in the movie. Basically, she was shot by a fan in the back outside of a hotel or something in like oh the God. 90s. Look her up. She was like Latin America's biggest pop star. That's who you want to name your car out of. <laughs> yeah, but very specifically J-Lo in 1997 playing her in the biopic. So Selena, um, but I was afraid people are going to think it's Selena Gomez. Uh, and then not to say I don't love her, but you know. And then the yeah. second one is, I'm coming around to it, uh, but Fonda. Yeah, I like Fonda for a car. Jane's Fonda. Yeah, Jane's Fonda, very good. Jane Fonda. It's also um, like, it's a Ford, isn't it? Yeah. So Ford Fiesta Fonda. Yeah, I think Fonda. Jane's Fonda. Jane's Fonda. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's she hasn't come uh, home yet. She's coming home on Wednesday. When you see it, you'll know, Jane. Just like name your baby. Well, I drove her yesterday, but uh, my dad. No, it's very cute. First of all, just dads in general when it comes to cars. Like my dad, we was a wheeler dealer and got me a couple hundred quid off, and you know. Um, but he is dad. driving it out to town for me. He's picking up Wednesday morning, driving so it town. Is he buzzing oh, about all this? He's been ringing me around the clock about insurance because I've been asking him about insurance a lot. And now he rings me. Now he's betting just trying to get a cheaper quote on his insurance. And he's been calling everyone and texting me. Liberty, 27 euro more than I'm paying now. Like, like I'm getting texts like this at all hours. Um, but anyway, uh, he's dropping it to my house Wednesday morning. And then I'm going to get him a taxi to Leeson Street. And he's hopping on the 145 to go back home. But it's very yeah. cute. I'm imagining him. God, when was the last time he got the bus? He's been driving for like 50 years. And uh, him on the little 145 going home with his mask on. But your dad in the car thing is like my dad and the ta- getting me to sign up for my tax back. Oh, my God. My dad's like that too, to be fair. Like, you know, I just told him I did it. And actually I did start the process. And then I was like, oh, fuck this. And they keep bringing me to say, you want to talk to you about your tax refund? I'm just not arsed. I keep on answering. I'm like, maybe I am due money, but I'm just not bothered. I can't do it. I don't want to know who or whatever. Now, did you did you go through taxback.com? Yeah. Okay. So, so I went through them. And to be fair, I think I got like 100 quid or 200 quid or something back. Um, worth doing, they take a percentage on whatever the refund is. But my dad was giving out to me because he was like, why would you go through that crowd? Like they're business. They're trying to make yeah. money. But he's like, why would you go through them when literally... All you have to do is go to revenue.ie and you do it there yourself. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't want to deal with it. Same. Maybe my dad's like, me. why would you use them? Jane, your video's glitching. Your video's glitching. Hmm. You're fine now. You're fine now too. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I know. I should just go to revenue. But it's one of those things. I'm not bothered. Even for the 100 euro, I might get back. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> But like it's a, it could be a couple hundred quid. Like, but then I don't have all my receipts. I obviously don't know. I don't know what I can claim back. I don't understand this adult stuff. No, it's not that. It's literally just like they can they tell you like um like based on what like PRSI and stuff you've been paying and stuff like that. No, I've always done. It's more just the receipts for like dentist, doctor. Yeah, but there is a certain amount you can get back without doing that. Okay. Right. Anyway. I don't honestly though I don't know I don't know I know that's what my dad's obsessed with and yeah you're not the first anyway I haven't named my car my new car oh my god you haven't what are you what type of um vibe are you getting from it oh it's a it's a mom car like because it's a it's a jeep thing yeah okay um please talk to Dave about it because we went 50 Mary maybe Karen Karen's funny it's a silver, like it's a Toyota RAV4. It's like a, it's a real mom. I think it's a mom-mobile and I think it's my, maybe, maybe a Karen. It, I feel like Karen is a bit too, there's too many negative connotations to the name though. That's why I'm picking Karen though. Yeah, but like, okay, yeah, fair enough. No, oh, I don't actually, sorry to interrupt. Can I quickly tell my Karen story this week when I turned into the utter, like... Yes. No, wait, you know what? I'm going to hold this story. I'm going to hold it for a new, another day. I think hold it for another day. I'm going to hold it for another day. But basically, guys, 
You're into a whirlwind <laughs> of a saga. You're going to hold it for shy talk. And have oh. To pay oh my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually I'm losing sleep over it now. Anyway, look. Speaking of shy talk, so Jane's going to talk about her, her Karen saga. And I will, and we've new series. Yeah, I guess a new series. We're going to do two. Uh, a limited series, I would say. Better. Better. Yeah. Well done, yeah. Jane. Uh, a limited series where I'm going to talk about my pregnancy. Yeah, what's going on that particular week? The ins and outs, the TMIs. Um, we have one episode live now, so if you're a patron, you can catch it. If you're not, you can join. And yeah, $6 a month. Barg. I know, we say $6 because that's just how Patreon bills. It's like, yeah, what, 450 euro? <laughs> yeah. It's like not a whole lot. But yeah, because you get loads of questions in about, um, obviously, Rose pregnancy. People are really, really interested. Uh, so look, a dedicated space for it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of questions, we are doing an Ask Me Anything today. And the questions you guys sent in were brill. Thanks yeah. very much. I'm I'm actually I'm annoyed that we didn't do this sooner. I know, I know, because the questions were great and so varied. Do you know what? I think I had a bit of imposter syndrome that I was like, nobody gives a fuck to ask me anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's always been my dream to do an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Have you ever read the like celebrity ones? <clears throat> yeah yeah uh, so very exciting and a massive varied response um i think uh yeah i mean i don't know where to start with them to be honest um go for it Pick will we go by group them. of questions or will we just no, go, go for, for whatever it. i see first go for it random okay, okay let's do it okay so i'm gonna start off like e- i'm gonna ease in what do you miss the most since COVID hit? I saw this one and I was like, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I don't know what I missed because this is just normal now. Um, I miss not, I don't know. I miss just normal life. It's nice and vague there. I just, I can't, I know this one, I just honestly felt like I don't know anymore. Like if you asked me this a year ago, we did a whole episode on this and like, I, I just feel this is just life now it's you know like you kind of you kind of settled with everything that you can do and you're like this is grand like I'm, I'm doing yeah like, like it's all the basic stuff that everyone makes of course I miss just going for a fucking drink going for a night out yeah you know what I huh. very simple one I miss being able to go into people's houses so I miss recording the podcast with you in person yeah of course that's, that's I, I think that's a big one um, yeah, look, we're getting there. I miss not having to wonder where my friends have been, how many people they've seen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And just having that innocence of just being able to see people just because you want to see them and not having any guilt about it. Agreed, totally agreed. I'm so used to this behavior now, though, I, it's hard to even remember that you miss it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, we took it for granted before, which yeah. no, it's fair enough that we took it for granted before because yeah, how could we have ever? How could we have ever? Yeah. Um, okay, this one is lovely. This one is lovely. What's your favorite thing about one yourself or two your partner? You go for it first. How about we do ourselves first and then we each say our partner? Okay, favorite thing about myself. Think she means like physically or personality wise or anything? Personality wise, I'd say. Um, what's the favorite? Uh, um, I like that 
uh, I'm quite proactive yeah, when I, I want to get something done. I just now that can I can be proactive to a fault where I'll freak out if I don't finish something. But yeah, uh, I I'm I get stuff done. I, I like that trait in myself. You're a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. What about you? I think we're both quite doers. Yeah, we're really um happy with just. We want to do our best, I think, when we do things like in work and even outside work. But yeah, you're definitely a doer. Yeah. You do things you do things very well. You're like you're not like half assed. You're a doer as well, in the sense that like you don't dilly dally on things. Like if you need to make an appointment, like I know the sense very like, specific. That's what they tell me in work as well. They're like, if you make it like someone tells you to do something, I'll just do it like and I'll I can't leave it just sitting there. Do you know what I mean? I'm the exact same. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Which is quite like, funny because Dave is very different. Dave's a muller over. He's slower mover. Yeah. But, yeah. But Dave is, Dave is very different to me in that he is a total perfectionist and he will do something so well. Whereas my fault is that, yes, I might move quickly, but I <clears> might <throat> do something amazingly and I might be okay with that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think I'm that's not okay. I'm not a perfectionist. He is definitely. I, I think that's okay. Um, they're both very different. I think sometimes you don't need perfection. Can also be a curse. You know what I mean? So if, yeah, especially yeah. if you need to get something done, that you sometimes you do just have to settle. I mean, yeah. in a professional capacity, but then, yeah, I I don't think I'm one of the people that's a perfectionist either. I'd say you're similar to me. You like to get things done, obviously well, but you're kind of yeah, you're a doer, definitely yeah. a doer. Yeah. you're not killing yourself over like you you know some, some perfectionists won't start because they're so exactly you know I don't think about that um that's a great one Jesus what do I like about myself I think I'm quite caring I think if a friend has a problem I'll genuinely want to help them you and do. not from a place of like I feel like I just should I feel like I'll genuinely want to so- help them solve the problem that they're in I think so you'd say you're a doer I'm a doer. I'm trying to fix their shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's something that I think I like about myself. No, you definitely are. No matter what's going on in your life, you still always take an interest in your friends' problems. Whereas sometimes I'm like, of course I care, but I actually can't take on anything else now. I get so overwhelmed. Yeah, but which you're is very fair. good at. Um, yeah, being genuinely caring and interested in, in people's situations but I think that's just how we deal with our own emotions like for me it's actually if I'm going through something and someone else has a problem I actually find it quite helpful to be able to just park my what I'm going through whereas for some other people it's like they're too overwhelmed what's going on with them and they can't and but no neither is right or wrong it's just different ways of of, yeah different styles different styles very good um what's my favorite thing about Andrea um she is very much a straight shooter she is just herself and she doesn't tolerate trying to be cool for someone else or yeah or like she's just like no this is me and if you don't like me I don't care like which I I admire so much like because I'm like how can you just like she She genuinely doesn't care what people think of her like genuinely no it's amazing she literally said that the other day when I met I met Jane and Andrea outside for a drink and um Andrea was just saying something like I don't understand like if someone doesn't like you why do you care if they don't like you and I was like this was like mind-blowing to me she genuinely was like, doesn't care. Like you. imagine someone not liking you she was like I don't care that's their problem it's not mine I was like amazing 
know what's funny? Me and Andrea have this uh, have this ongoing joke now. Um, like I've been quite anxious the past few weeks, and I've been like grinding my teeth and stuff. I've been saying to like I'm grand, like but you know standard waves of anxiety every now and then. And me and Andrea have a joke where if I tell her like I'm feeling anxious or like I'm a bit palpy, she'd be like have you tried just not thinking about it? <laughs> or, you know, all those like real tropey things of like the worst thing to say to someone who's anxious, like, yeah. don't you just not think about it? Or like, yeah. why don't you just try not to worry? <laughs> like shit like that. Dave's like that too, because he's not anxious either. Like he just... No, but she's saying it joking, like... <laughs> yeah, but if she's, not an, if she's not an anxious person... Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah, no. but it's, it's the ongoing joke now of like, I'm not, I'm not feeling great, I'm not feeling great. Okay, well, if you just like uh, try not being so selfish, like. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, and there's a straight shooter. I love that. That's amazing. She's give a fuck. She's just herself. And brilliant. yeah. Um, that was a very good question. Thank you for that one. That was nice. I have to answer Dave's. Oh, I thought you said he was a perfectionist. Oh, you were just saying he's a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry. I, I, I certainly wouldn't say that's his best trait. Although, okay, yeah, no. go on. Um, I would say Dave is selfless. He would always do something that like I want to do over what he genuinely wants to do. He's quite laid back, as Jane will know. Yeah. From knowing Dave, he's still the most laid back person <laughs> ever. Um, but he, I think, at to a fault sometimes that then he just ends up being so selfless and I'm like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want to do. But it's he's, yeah, will always look out for others over himself, which is uh, obviously it can be hard as well. He is a very good guy, a very genuinely good guy. Gentle soul. A gentle soul. Gentle giant. I've never met anyone who didn't like Dave. Gentle giant. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Dave looks a bit like Frankie? Yeah, absolutely. Splits. Just seeing Frankie there beside you and talking about Dave. Right, the grey and the black hair. The little yeah, the fleck of grey and all. Like. No, very funny. Frankie. No. No, it's past eight. That's it. Um, that was a lovely question though, wasn't it? Yeah. I like that. Thank you. That was from Chloe. Thanks, Chloe. Um, awesome. um, well, there's one here about pregnancy. Were you nervous before getting the vaccine? Yeah, I spoke about that on the I spoke about that on the Patreon. But yes, long story short, I, I was so nervous. Jane knows we spoke about it a good bit on the Patreon and on Shy Talk, actually. Yes, I was even in tears in the weeks beforehand, just being like, I don't know what to do. Then lots more information came out about it. And ultimately I got to a place that I felt really happy to do it and very empowered to do it. And when I went to get the vaccine, it was only pregnant women, hundreds of pregnant women. So I felt very, I felt good and I'm fine. Thank God. So yeah, I was nervous, but now I'm happy with my decision. So a full story arc happened really. Absolutely. I went from what the <laughs> fuck do crying to making a decision to being euphoric and then being happy. Yeah. Totally. And tell me any, uh, any um, uh, side effects or anything? Minimal. I tired, but I don't know what's pregnancy tired and what's because yeah, and what's what. But uh, and then a dull, a very very dull headache again. Could just be the weather. It's heavy and muggy. heavy, isn't it? Fierce close. Yeah. So no, absolutely grand. Good old Pfizer. Unreal. Unreal. Okay. Um. Thoughts on Botox? Why is everyone mad for it these days? Did Honestly, you say, did you uh-huh. say the second line that was that second line in the question? Why is everyone mad for it these days? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. oh I wasn't just saying it. Um, funny, I was only talking to a friend the other day and she was saying she was getting Botox and... Oh, who? Uh, I can't tell you. I'll say after. Um, but, like, I know a couple of people who have um, at, like, our age and I think that there's kind of an unfair... Um, 
stigma around Botox because it's very much like the punchline, you know, people associate it with like facelifts and stuff. Yeah, um, with the kind of plastic yeah. surgery. Yeah, but no, I mean, just firms you up, doesn't it? If you want to get Botox, whatever do you want to do. I would have been like, no, I don't want Botox. Don't give a, I don't really, if you get it, obviously deadly for you. But um, I don't know, after looking at my, I think I've said this a few times, after looking at my face nonstop on Zoom and FaceTime for over a year, I'm like, I'm really noticing my lines. So I would be open to it. I would never say never with a little bit of Botox on the forehead. Now, lip fillers are one thing that I'm just not, it. Not like, I'm just yeah. not, not against, but I'm just like, that freaks me out. And I don't like the look of it at all. Botox, if it's done well, I just think is quite, it's grand. If it's done well, you don't notice it. Exactly. But then, uh, yeah, but this is a weird thing that like, if everyone our age starts getting Botox, then like the people who don't get Botox are just going to look older than people. And then you're like, it's like this weird, like if everyone's doing it. Look, let's be real. Botox isn't magic. Like you, you don't like, you look a bit fresher. Yeah. But you don't look 10 years younger. No, I don't like, know. You know, like, come on. Uh, I, think looks, I think it looks nice. I don't like the whole, like, I, I don't like the can't move your forehead thing. Like, some people I know have gotten it and, like, I know personally, but I've seen them talk about it. And they um can't, like, they're expressionless. And I wouldn't like that. But I don't know if you can get, like, a mid, uh, like, I don't want to be frozen. Well, I'm sure it's come along in in time. I, look, I, look, I, you know what, I'm it, talking, it, I don't know it, anything about Botox whatsoever. Yeah, you sure can't move forehead. But yeah, uh, I'd be open to it at some point in my life. Um, but me and you, Jane, in general, are very natural. Like, we're not big into loads of makeup or anything really anyway. So I haven't worn makeup since Christmas. <laughs> well, you're less than me, I have. But... Literally not one bit of makeup. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Eyebrows, mascara. I've, I never do my eyebrows. I don't even pluck my eyebrows. Fucking hell, you're 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 the right end of the scale. <laughs> um, I to be fair, I I have I'm blessed with quite good skin. To be fair, so I don't really need. But it's funny, I do notice crow's feet now a little tiny bit. But no, I know, I, don't I know. Going out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like no, I know. I just put I put my eyebrows on mascara on every day, and I wear glasses. So I know covers you do behind have the filters now. Like it's grand. Yeah, but no, I'd be open to it, but um, haven't gotten it yet, and who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I probably won't, but I'll never say never. Who knows? Jane, I'd, I'd never say never for you. You'll never get Botox. Yeah, I probably will never get Botox. <laughs> if, I've never I mean, gotten I, my, if I've never gotten my eyebrows done, like, then I've never like you, have, you don't even put a bit of fucking eyebrow gel in your eyebrows. Like, There's no way you're getting Botox. I don't even know what eyebrow, eyebrow gel is. <laughs> Okay, what's your least favorite thing about having a podcast? And then what's your favorite thing about having a podcast? We start with favorite thing first. Favorite is literally having people we don't know chatting to us and listening to us. It's just so lovely. Yeah, it yeah, I I concur. It's uh I mean we've said it to death, but it's the nicest thing ever talking quite candidly about a problem you're having um as we do and then someone tells you that they relate to you because you feel less alone um yeah. and it's like we have a little community going on in our instagram which is which is great so thanks for that uh the least favorite is like 
it's really hard to come up with ideas. I find we, I think we both will admit that in the last year, it's been very hard to come up with topics when the world, when we're not, when our worlds are very small ourselves and like yeah. we don't have any, even that many stories to tell about stuff that's happened in our lives, you know, so that's been tricky. Is thinking about things. I think we've done well, to be fair to us. Um, yeah. Something that is hard, I wouldn't say it's a terrible thing but having a podcast, but it's hard like to not maybe see yourself grow as much as you think you should do you know what I mean what do you mean like I think that do you mean our following like yeah and listeners like you're like you're really really happy where it's at but you're like why don't we get more and you see other podcasts getting way more and that can be hard the the comparison do you know what that's actually a lot like I know it sounds like it's one of those unspoken things and like you know of course we don't do it for followers but we feel like we try really hard and we've put in a lot of work and it's it is difficult seeing other podcasts come out and then within a month or two surpassing us in terms of downloads um yeah I mean look we're the digital the digital marketer marketer coming out in both of us um but it is because it's bet look I don't mean to get snobby here but especially when a lot of the topics we talk about are very raw and very real and I think um like you know there's light bits too you know but I think uh there's value in what we talk about so yeah. when you see other po- podcasts coming out I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna go down. No, no, I'm not gonna go down that route, but but you know, fair play to whoever, and there's a reason why podcasts are, you know, blowing up and that's amazing. But it yeah, it's disheartening. It's tricky because me and Jane both started a podcast from having zero following ourselves, as in like whatever, a thousand followers or something. Whereas if somebody has a big following and then they set up a podcast, they just do so well so quickly because yeah, they don't yeah. need to build that up. And they've done an amazing job of building up their own following. So I'm not saying say it is amazing that they, they have their own yeah, following as well. I'm not saying they still have to do that first step of building a following in general, but it's just, it's a slow burning process. But um, I think for us, it's really nice that we're saying, well, people are actually paying us for our content. And that's, yeah. if we just, if we just looked on the listens every month, We'd probably be like, God, you know, what are we doing wrong? But then if you look at like, well, actually, people are still paying and they come to our Patreon. But that to me is a great indicator of. Yeah. Now, look, we're not don't like we're not making a living or anything off our Patreon. We're getting a very small <laughs> amount of money from our patrons. But it's it's more the symbolic fact that that people yeah. are that that even if we don't have 20,000 followers, we have a very dedicated group of people that that contact us, that get involved in conversations, that are willing to part with a five or a month to to get involved yeah. and to listen to us. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. Another bad thing about the po- my least favorite thing about the podcast is sometimes you're fucking bollocks and you don't want to record the podcast for whatever reason. Um, and now I will say most of the times, most of the time I don't want to do it. I usually yeah. feel better after because I had a chat with a mate and it's nice. Yeah. Um, but like this morning, for instance, I I, I was fucking bollocks and I kind of was I kind of was seen recording the podcast as, oh, yeah, I have to do that now yeah. that I'm talking to you and everything. Like, I feel good about it. But you do. There is times when when you're just wrecked and you're just you don't want to be on and you don't want to talk to anyone. And it might be because a lot of time we would record either after work or on a weekend morning um, and then editing it you know and actually doing all the admin bits like wrote us a lot of the stories I edit make the graphics and stuff like these are little things that actually are, are time time burglars um, and yeah. 
And that's all our free time, you know? And also, yeah. And then also I feel like we still don't do enough to get more followers. You know what I mean? Like how much more can we do? It's just hard. We both work um, in digital marketing. So we're doing this kind of type of stuff all day long. So then when it comes to doing it for yourself, like thinking of content and creating content and building followers, when you're literally doing that nine to five, it's actually hard to do it for yourself then in the evening. Uh, you know what I never thought about it like that yeah absolutely because it's not a side gig it's not a creative outlet it's like oh now I'm seeing this as a branding exercise for ourselves as opposed to fun yeah um it can yeah, be interesting yeah and I think it'd be like if we both had more time if we weren't working full-time or something we'd be able to like think more creatively about the podcast sometimes I feel like it's just what can we do what can we do you know and it's, it's hard but sure I'll be off work now for a year Jane I'll be able to think of loads of ideas you will you'll be flying <laughs> Um, but look, having said all that, we're delighted that we have the following that we do have. And thank you so much for listening to us. And, you know, you know, back at the start, the reason why our following grew is because you guys were sharing our podcast with your friends. So um, if you feel like it, lash an episode into your WhatsApp group with your mates or put it on your Instagram stories or whatever. Because um, as Rose said, neither of us started with the big following here. So it's really been grassroots like that. You know, people yeah. should be different. So uh don't underestimate the value of your own audience and um yeah, share stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Interesting. Um there's actually another question there kind of related to work that maybe might be a good segue. Um, but I actually don't know if it's gonna be that I don't think we'll spend too much time in it because it's very niche. They asked what do digital marketers get paid? Yeah, how much do mark well marketers get paid in Ireland? Um, like what I will direct you to is this Prosperity Digital Marketing Salary Survey. And that's what I use. That's what yeah. we use. And then I will also direct you right back out of that because it's not an accurate gauge of what people are actually earning. According, no. according to Prosperity um, Survey, I should be on like 150 grand a year. And no, I, I know. I was going to say it's for, for like less than five years experience, it's pretty accurate. But once you go into the more senior roles, it's so dependent on so many things. Yeah. But like, and truly you're going to start digital marketing you're probably going to start on 26 27k if you're entry level this and is this is specific, this is marketing it's more broad just to put that out there well, i can only speak for digital marketing i have no yeah. idea about marketing i presume it's but you're going to start at entry level salary and probably go up two three k a year four k a year it just depends on like experience the thing is about digital marketing is like i don't think well Maybe it's because I work for an agency, but people don't go from university, a degree into a digital marketing paid job. I think people have to do a lot of um, internships and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I don't know the average. I, I, that, it's true. It, you know what? It, I think you're right in saying you'll get the entry level salary, which could be anywhere from from 22 grand to 26 grand, maybe a year. Um, that would be after an internship. And then you go up by a couple of K each year, unless you job hop which is where you get the big jumps in pay. Yes. Um, but I will say uh, it all depends on where you're working. So we both work for agencies. Agencies, uh, I mean, as a rule of thumb, generally pay less than if you're working on client side. Um, not, that's not gospel, but generally, you know, and it also depends how big is the agency, how successful is the agency, um, how much can they afford to pay you? So, you know, that you know and then client side it depends what the brand is but generally you get better pay working as the brand manager on the client side 
people though go, come from client and they, they're on a huge salary with very little experience I'm like how the fuck did you get that like it's so it's random it's a private like it's like it's 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 the wild wild west really like you can pay and there's no rules you know what i mean so somebody with two years experience who's shy could be paid 45 grand i find that brands tend to have more um solid like uh like salary um policies in place maybe agencies it's a lot of like well where's your what you earned in your last place and it's kind of hard to move up so you always lie about what you learned what you earned in your last place and you know yeah it's yeah if you've three years or less experience you're probably going to be earning somewhere between 27 and probably 40 i know that's a big that's a big that's way a big, I, it was a while before i was in 40 ah, if you were three years in a in a job and then you move job i'd say you'd be definitely going up to 40s yeah, i mean let's put it this way i jumped you know i started at 16 grand a year 16 and it took me it took me about seven or eight years to get up into the 30s and 40s so yeah that's a kind of gauge of it'll take you a while you have to work your way up and you have to be yeah it depends you see you moved to a few places yeah, I I did different way. I stayed put, but got promotions, so that helped go up a bit quicker. And also, your particular agency are very good with with promotions and salary increases. A lot of agencies yeah. will get away with paying you as little as they can for as long as they can until you ask. So exactly, you might not get a pay increase for one two years. It's very normal as well. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, I, I I've hired probably I don't know maybe 15, 20 people really over the last few years. What people are being paid <laughs> in different places is wild. Like, there's really no. I'm always like, you're, you're. I'm either baffled by how much they're being paid somewhere else for their experience, how little people are being paid for their experience. You see everything. Yeah. So what I will say is, ask if you're concerned about your salaries. Like, find out what your 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 colleagues are on or your friends in similar roles are on, and that's really eye opening and will help you push for what you think you deserve as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we'll move swiftly on. Um, this one is about being gay, being queer for yeah. Jane. Your experience with competrosexuality, which is compulsory compulsory heterosexuality. I guess she means what is your experience with compulsory heterosexuality? Struggling with it at the moment, unsure of my sexuality. Love you guys. Um, thank you. Love you too. Thank you for the question. Um I don't really under I don't understand really what compulsory sexuality is, but I understand it to to be the assume that the assumption that everyone is born straight and until proven otherwise. And also, um, I mean, my biggest experience with it is when people I meet assume that I'm automatically straight and I have a big issue with that. I was just talking about it yesterday with Andrea. It's uh, the awkward moment of, oh, and do you have a boyfriend? <sighs> And I'm like, um, you know, it's awkward. I hate that. I hate that. I had a driving instructor who kept pointing at men who were crossing the road and say, he'd say, don't hit your boyfriend. Like he's trying to be funny. Like I hate it. Um, assumption. It's just so, it's so weird when you think about it. It's even weird, regardless of your sexuality, that I feel like your driving instructor would even reference that, to be honest. Wild and so inappropriate. Um, But I will say that I'm guilty of it as well. I think we're all guilty of it. And I think we're all kind of 
still kind of like it's still ingrained in our psyches because just a couple of days ago, like my brother just had a baby and a girl and I, I, I just was making a joke and I said something like, oh, now when she's a teenager and the boys are coming knocking yeah. and my brother said, or the girls, like my brother said it and I was like, oh, sorry, you're right. Like it, it just, it's just ingrained. And yeah. look, I don't know. I think the only way to combat that is um, to, to call it out when you see it or to, you know, not be ashamed to say, actually I'm gay or whatever you know and that's hard for me sometimes um when I don't want an awkward moment or I don't want to talk about my personal life with anyone really like the you know you know yeah but I think um I don't know I'd like more specifics about this question because she said she was struggling with her heterosexuality so is that because everyone assumes you're straight and you're you're struggling I don't know trying Um, to connect the two parts of the question together uh, yeah so I'm struggling with that yeah, if she's struggling just with her sexuality in general, or she's struggling with people presuming she's straight when she's not. Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to. So I would like, ask, why are you struggling with your sexuality? Is it because you have kind of a uh, internalized homophobia going on, and that's why you're struggling? But um, I would say, or is it external? Is it people around you are making you feel bad for the feelings you have for for you know people of the opposite gender or whatever, um, or the same gender? Should I say? So look, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think coming out and being comfortable with your sexuality is definitely a journey and don't see it as a, I want to get to an end point where that's what I know what I definitely, you know, you know what I definitely am. I don't think there is a, like I could, like, I like sometimes I fancy men. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, I don't necessarily want to start a relationship with them. But sometimes I'm like, oh my Lord, you know me yeah. and Darren Kennedy, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. Uh, so I will say, don't see it as an end goal of like, I am comfortable with my sexuality and I know exactly what I am. You know what I mean? Be comfortable in the discomfort. Yeah. I um, it's just, I just, I'm always so like, not disappointed, but just like, I can't imagine the feeling. I know you've spoken about having to like start a new job or even the fucking driving instructor, whatever it is, and just having to come out like mini coming outs all the time. Yeah. And see why people would almost just want to wear a fucking teacher thing yeah i'm fucking gay or like i'm gay i'm gay yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's, it's really frustrating because you you know we like to think that we're this super progressive country and we have come a long way but you just don't know and there's a lot of like especially in certain in, in our industry there's a lot of like like um like uh toxic masculinity and stuff and a lot of like oh you're fucking gay like there's a lot of that yeah. and i've seen it in my industry and it's sometimes it's not a great environment to yeah play it in um, um no straight up like gay bashing but just those little uh, microaggressions that would make you uncomfortable um it's gas this is all kind of related but kind of nowhere near as um I don't, i'm not trying to compare the two and say they're equal basically so, but it's funny the amount of times um dave gets called my husband okay and, particularly relating to pregnancy appointments and stuff right and i'm like not my husband not my husband like it's just such an assumption that's that so it's- weird that's so old school like so many that's people have babies crazy. out of wedlock these days I know. what do you mean it comes up a lot people are like oh you're and your husband it's like my partner but um yeah i would automatically say partner yeah oh. and the questions um i have a friend who's also pregnant and she's in a same-sex relationship with a woman and she's they're having a baby and it's amazing but she's saying the questions like you get asked like they have to keep apologizing because it's like 
is the father, is the father, is the, you know, and it's yeah. all father. You know, it's just not, it's just, they're not fucking progressed. They're not there yet, like, as a, as a system. But yeah, it's like, not my husband. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, no, it's just like, like there was a kid in, um, in Andrea's school. I hope this isn't giving anything. I don't think it is in her school who has two mums. And because he's the only one with two mums, he started calling them mum and dad and he came home and called them mum and dad. And the parents were like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh. So Andrea got loads of books in and stuff about, because obviously for Andrea it's quite a big deal but um yeah it's just it's just assumed yeah um what else do we have okay this is a nice one because I feel like it's going to be like very nostalgia what are your favorite smells just I was going to say something else but just you saying the word nostalgia Jane got me was like I used to love, and I still love the smell of fairy liquid. It reminds me of being Ooh. a kid. And I think it's because we used to use it for bubbles, blowing bubbles and stuff. But just washing up as a kid, not that I like that, but I don't know. Fairy liquid to me is a real nostalgia vibe. Interesting. Yeah, I can understand why. It's and it, But it would be fairy liquid in the old white bottles. Yeah, and do you remember Randy? the ad? I think, and, and it was like a, a tray that was really dirty, like a, a glass, like a, a, a casserole dish that was yeah. really dirty with all this grime on it. And then they cleaned it off. It was like an ad that was on the 90s all the time. Anyway. Uh, so satisfying. Fairy liquid. Anything else? Um, I mean, I you don't love, know. You love Christmas tree smell. I do, but Jane, I haven't had to get it in years. <laughs> that's gone. I can't get a Christmas tree smell. I love the smell. Obviously, like stuff with coffee, but that's so boring. I don't know. Go on, what's yours? Uh, I'd say there's so many that I'm not going to think of right now. And I'm sure you're probably the same. I'm sure there's so many. But um, uh, I love the smell of uh, of my cat. <laughs> you know, when you like, you know that furry smell? Yes, Jane, yes. Like when I cuddle her and sometimes I kiss her on the head and I, I, I call it new cat smell. Oh, yes. It's I the same smell as kitten smell. Frankie. You what? I presume it's the same smell I get from Frankie. It's just that kind of furry. Like, it's not a good or a bad. It's kind of just like a warm. It's just like I hold Lola to my chest and I kiss her on the head and she just smells like furry and cute and gorgeous. I love that. Um, And I, then I fucking sneeze for hours, but it's well worth it. Uh, and another good smell. Start the pet one, Jane. Um, I love the smell inside of Frankie's ears, which is so weird. Yeah, you do, don't you? The smell of his paws smells like pop cinema popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nola's do as well, don't they? It's not just dogs. Uh, n- not so much. She wouldn't really let you smell her paws, to be fair. But I call her paws popcorn paws because she has black legs and then little like popcorn puff white paws. Oh, so yeah. we call them popcorn paws. Well, I like smell his paw. I go, yeah, two tickets for Avengers, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just so good, but like the, the smell of the cinema actually is a great is a great smell. Oh, I love the smell of the cinema. Cinema popcorn, yeah, that's class. Um, I do like petrol and matches and stuff. Oh fuck yeah, petrol! Oh, I love the smell of because it reminds you of going on holidays, of being on holidays. The smell of rain in a hot rain when it's warm out. Yes, the karma. Summer. Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that. It happened here a couple of weeks ago, like two weeks ago. We yeah. had the nice weather and there was a shower, and it, it's that like summer shower smell. And we, it's rare. It's rare you get yeah. it here. Yeah. Oh, I you love it. Like I'm away. I feel like I'm away somewhere. It's just so nice. Or just summer when, we, when you're a kid. Yeah, love it. 
I love the smell of um, just the smell of the sea. Just like, you know, when you get closer to the scene, you can start to smell that really like refreshing saltiness. Yeah. If you like it, it's very, I don't know, purifying. Yeah. Uh, but also like, um, like pizza, obviously. Food, oh, food is a whole other one. Like, I also douse my pillow in lavender every night. Oh yeah, you love your lavender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just people's watching. Like, do you ever just like know someone's smell and it's so interesting that like people just have their family home smells? Remember when you were like, now it's different because we're all in living out of home now. Do you remember when you're like school, everyone would have such a specific like family home smell that their parents would use for the washing up, washing whatever. Or whatever the smells of the dinner was or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But I still get that with people now. Yeah. I think think your house has its own smell. And I think... um, like most of my friends, like I'm, if I'm going, I'm going through all my friends now, and I they have a smell. So weird. Like obviously, it's not a bad smell. It's just a. But how? Like I'm thinking, like my house would just smell of whatever cooking because our kitchen is in our sitting room, and our, you know. No, there's something um kind of like laundry, or yeah. like it's a very specific, subtle like. Like kind of laundry, like like um like clothes drying, that kind of like fresh kind of I don't know. Yeah, everyone has that. Like yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I couldn't even put my finger on it next. It's been so long since I've been in your house. Yeah, but I know I I know I same with going to your house. But yeah, your you house would never you would never notice it yourself. No, no. Yeah, your house smell too, and like even when I go to like. I know like Dave's mom when I go to her if she if I do wash my clothes there I'm like oh my clothes smell like this house it's just all so weird it's mad because like how many washing detergents is there out there not that many but for some reason it's something about the the, the machine detergent the water in that place and then where they're dried and the atmosphere yeah yeah yeah. and whatever has been cooked at the time and yeah yeah Yeah. that was a nice one to finish on I think yeah that's a good one. Well, um, we just had a chat there and realized that we have so many more questions and we've been talking over an hour now. Um, yeah. but there's some really good questions that we don't want to just like forget about. So we might do a part two. Yeah, we'll yeah. do part two. Gorge my lord. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Wait, wait, hold on, I'm not done. Hold on, I'm said another my so thanks for the question. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna be like, oh, okay, I'm- thanks for listening. Bye. Go on, what were you going to say? Oh, go on, you spit it out. That was it. Oh, that was it. <laughs> you just said you weren't finished. No, I was going to say, uh, so if you have any more questions, get them in um, and we'll add them to the list. Yeah. Anything that piqued your interest, you know, of the past yeah. hour or so. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.